Welcome back to Pop Culture Failure, where we watch a thing from pop culture and talk about it. I'm Sky. I'm Jake. And we are still watching Reboot, Reboot, The Guardian Code. We sure are. And, uh... They said reboot like a hundred times in this episode. They did, and uh, it got reboot-tastic, honestly. <laughs> it really did. It was it was a great nostalgia grab. I might go as far as to say my favorite episode yet. Yeah. Um, Trey is kind of gone throughout. Maybe that's which why. Which makes it a weird... <laughs> which makes it <laughs> a weird thing to end your series on if they didn't know... I guess they could have known that they were doing a second season at this point. I guess so. You, They had to have because... There are no answered questions. Yeah. I was going to say maybe they recorded it out of order, but that doesn't make sense either because of Hexadecimal not appearing at all in yeah. the other ones. No, it's so. just, it's a show that it was weirdly written, I guess. from Or maybe they just, maybe they wrote 20 of them and they <laughs> made half and they said, we'll uh, see what happens. Just like uh, how The Walking Dead's first season was like, they all, sh- they shot the entire first season as a pilot. Like, this is all for the pilot episode, so they backdoor snuck it in. Oh, did they? Yeah. Is that how they did that? Mm-hmm. Did Though, because they had, like, look, we got nine episodes worth. Like, hmm. Nine episodes of walking around, occasionally shooting zombies. <laughs> the first season has a lot of the, a lot more zombie killing than season two. Does it, I don't know. That first episode was boring, and I watched it, and I quit. That's <laughs> um, all The Walking Dead I know. Also, fun fact, um, Robert Kirkman... When he pitched this to Image, they were like, the zombie book sounds boring. And they're like, and in order to get it through, he told them that it wasn't really a- or zombies. It was actually aliens. It was an alien invasion. So they're like, okay, that's fine. So then he started writing the book, and it really just is zombies. It's a zombie. <laughs> and he waited to tell anybody until it was too popular to cancel. So He's, uh, he's a smart man, that Robert mm-hmm. Kirkman. He knows what he's doing. Sure does. I mean, he wrote Super Dinosaur, so. Yes. It's a super smart T Rex with a robot har- robot arm harness with teeny tiny joysticks. It was him. It was, and still is. I guess it, he didn't retroactively go back in time and prevent himself from writing it yet. So far, no. I mean, I guess we would already know that if he had. From uh, well, any if he point did it, future. if he did it correctly, we wouldn't notice any difference. That's true. So maybe he didn't write it originally, and he went back. <laughs> right. I suppose that's possible. Yeah. Just like how I invented Wednesday. Yes. It used to come after Thursday, but I saw to that. Maybe we should move on. Or not. I don't care. I don't care. Either. Do you want to start the thing? Uh, Yeah. This is episode 10 of season one, Mainframe Mayhem. It's the last Ooh. episode of season one. Mm-hmm. We're at the halfway mark of the show. Uh-huh. And we open up at Video Game High School, and Parker is in front of the Stargate talking to himself, and he's clearly psyching himself up to ask Vera out. Yeah. Uh, his pitch isn't great, but you know he's a teenager, so he's going over and over and over it. He's he's braver than I ever would have been, or <laughs> well, still am. There's pretty low stakes because she's a robot person, and she won't you know make you know gossip with her girlfriends about how you tried to ask her out. Mm, yeah, but also she'll remember it forever until you reboot her. That's true. <laughs> but uh, he's going over. He wants. He's going to ask her to pizza and a movie or something, and she walks in. She's like, "Are you talking to yourself? That was weird." And he, uh, being super fly, recovers greatly. Yep. No splash. I really thought he was going to be asking her to prom or something. I thought this was going to be like I also a dance thought episode. That. <laughs> where but, they have to, they're like at the dance and they're like, but we have to go into cyberspace, but it's a dance. Yes. I also thought that's where this was heading, but they did have that weird cafeteria dancing episode already. So. Yeah, but 
That wasn't a dance. They're just I know. dancing in the cafeteria, right? Super awkwardly. Yeah, well. Parker kind of leans into asking Vera out, and then she says something about having uh, plans with Trey that night, and Parker backs off pretty, you know, respectfully. Well, she, do- she doesn't say it. Trey comes on the TV screen, okay. on the computer screen, and says, hey, are we still on for later? Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, they talk about basketball for a while, and then before he leaves, he's like, hey, see, we're still on for tonight, Oh, okay. Right, there it is. Yeah, you're and right. And then Vera's like, yes. And so Trey naturally thinks the athletic, strong, handsome one is going to bow down with this robot lady. <laughs> and he doesn't stand well, a chance. Uh, maybe it's a science experiment to see if you can get a robot lady pregnant. That's true. And if that baby will have Wi-Fi and whatnot. <laughs> or whatever she seems to have. Well, she's got a beeping metal detector or something yeah, later, so... We've... <laughs> Every episode, they just throw more kinks into what she is. <laughs> like feet and stuff. So, um, uh, uh, Parker backs off, and um, like he's clearly annoyed that Trey asked her out first, but she he doesn't know for a fact that he asked her out. They just he, had plans. He just plans. assumes. Yeah. Because why ask questions to someone who's only going to answer honestly? Right. We cut into cyberspace, and uh, Megabyte is on the warpath. He's flying his entire army at a at a big sphere. He's got his Viking ship and everything. And then he yells, uh, launch the cyber catapult. But I think when you're in cyberspace, you can just call it a catapult. Yeah, everything around you is cyber. Yeah, it's you're like, cyber, I'm, man. I don't have to establish that I need you to pick up that Earth soda pop for me. Yeah. <laughs> We're on Earth. We got it. This Your. earth dog snores loudly. There's no other dogs, man. We got it. It's fine. But anyway, uh, he does punch a hole in this black orb uh, that's covered in uh, hexagons. Do we ever get, like, do they ever make it clear what it is? No. Okay. Here's the thing. We come to find that they're flying into mainframe. Yeah. And mainframe did have a dome. So I guess this is mainframe's dome. And okay. it was black because it was turned off. Okay. Because I think it's supposed to be, like, blue or translucent white or something. But... Uh, and uh, Austin and Tam Tam are already in the internet doing a patrol. There's so much internet. Why would you send them on a random... Whatever. There's... It's, por- it's porn patrol time. <laughs> See what new porns there are. I guess. So the, they hop on the, the Quinjet and they fly over to mainframe. Within the walls, we cut over to whatever Megabyte's up to. He took his entire army with him, leaving just a single boat of like six crew members outside that is destroyed immediately basically instantaneously and uh megabyte walks into this weird palace lady or room where there's a lady in red standing she's got a creepy ass mask for a face it's hexadecimal yeah uh i came home the other day and katie was watching beauty and the beast Mm -hmm. um and the man who tries to put bell's dad in the asylum is the same guy who did the voice for Megabyte in the original series. Oh. And I was like, why does this man sound so familiar? <laughs> so I looked it up and I was like, oh, that's because I'm watching a man do an impression of this man. Hmm. That's why. <laughs> Neat. Because this is a different man. I see. So uh, Hexadecimal, she has like the Greek tragedy masks for a face. It's never animated. It's everything she says comes from just a stationary face and it changes when she waves her hand and it's. It's legitimately creepy. Yeah, it's quite terrifying. It's really neat. So she's lanky and she has claw fingers and uh, the terrifying masks that switch out. And like this weird headdress that has like five points coming off it. Like kind of Statue of Liberty style, but from the back instead of the front. She's overall terrifying. 
She's way spookier than Megabyte. Yes. Uh, but Megabyte walks in, and uh, he subtly slides in that they are brother and sister. Was that a plot point in the original series? I think we knew that from the first series, yeah. Oh, okay. They just say it so much in this episode. <laughs> so you don't forget. I, yeah, I feel like there was never a point where that was hit, uh, like a, a reveal. Oh. Except for maybe in the first series where there's like, oh, this is my brother. didn't know if they were trying to like avoid us thinking they were going to kiss or something. <laughs> that, like, I mean, that could have been. They're just trying to suck all the sexual tension out of this relationship from the get-go. Well, uh, they're not real. Yeah, but they're just trying to stop that weird fan fiction. From, oh, that's from... like that's going to stop. Yeah, you're right. But she throws an energy ball at him, and he blocks it with a hand, and he's like, I'm upgraded. I'm a new megabyte for a new millennium, which is quite literally true. That, yep. <laughs> it tracks. If you really wanted to stop all the weird fanfic, you should not have them say, I'm going to do, I'm going to throw you in my dungeon for pleasure. <laughs> uh, it's just a lot of weird context, and it's just not, not a great sentence structure to begin with. Something creepy about the that man's voice saying pleasure. I don't. It doesn't make me comfortable. Back in the real world, Vera is walking around and she's beeping. Where do you think her speaker is? I don't know. I she doesn't have a blinking light, which would help me find it. <laughs> and I feel weird scanning this young lady's body looking for it. But uh, is she a young lady or is she just a straight up robot? Because she was built in a. I meant the actress. Oh, but... okay. But yeah, that's a good point. Also, that bio printer that they turned on when they first got there, is that still... Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's the right there in the I back. See it. I so, thought we were on the other end of the room. All this time, I thought that like the Stargate was the end of the room, but apparently yeah. there's a, a room like beyond a, the Stargate that like these kids storeroom back walk there. up to and look behind every time they go into the internet and never acknowledge the computers back there. And fucking Parker's like, what's back here? Yeah. You've never just opened your eyes as you walk near it? Yeah. And Vera, who was plugged into everything here and is a part of the internet, also did not notice... So they go to this computer box, and it says fucking mainframe on it, because of course it does. And then he opens it up, and there's a switch that says reboot mainframe. So he does. Yeah, he just... I wouldn't even call it a switch. It's like a knob. Well, a knob is just a switch turned sideways. Yeah. A knob is just a round switch. <laughs> but luckily, Enigma and Parker... Nope, not Parker. Austin are already flying about in mainframe when uh, them rebooting it turns on all the lights. Yeah. And we get to see old school mainframe. Like from the original one, from our childhood. Yeah, including Dot's Diner. Yeah, we basically get to see everyone but uh, Fung, Hack and Slash. Oh, and, and Fung. Fung, I guess. So we cut over to the best part of the episode. We cut over to this guy's apartment, right? And I feel like he ran out from a toilet flush or something. Like he's <laughs> for sure. He so... was warming up some hot pockets and taking a shit while they cooled off so he didn't burn his mouth. So, in this man's apartment is every piece of reboot swag, I guess you could say. Like, there are posters, there are... There are a, things that existed in our real world and not. Yes. He's got the action figures in the box on the wall. He's got posters. He's got... Uh, that poster is for Reboot the Ride, by the way. Is you it? You can see it later, <laughs> yeah. It's, so, there was a Universal Studios ride or something <laughs> in this universe. And uh, there's also a big statue of the TV personality announcer guy from the first series. <laughs> uh, I don't remember his name, but it's irrelevant. And he's also wearing a row or a reboot symbol T-shirt. Here's... No, let me. I will say that's a boss T-shirt, and I would wear it. But it looks awkward on this giant. Like he's. It's definitely supposed to look awkward on that man. 
first of all, that's not a shirt he can get anymore. So he's had that shirt for 20 years because he mentions it's been 20 years since the mainframe's been shut off. So that is why it's ill-fitting, first of all. Yeah, but it it's, looks, in, it's in very good condition. Yeah, I was going to say, it looks too nice to be 20 years old. Here's where things, I think, get confusing. The mainframe gets turned back on. Yes. But all the action figures and the posters say reboot. Yes. So is reboot the name of the mainframe? Because it's not the name of the game, because the game is like Nazi Escape Room or whatever it's called. <laughs> Alcatraz Escape. That's it. <laughs> That'll come up in a minute. And and on the box, I think it even, on, on the box for that game, I think it says mainframe real small at the top instead of like PlayStation 2. Okay, so. So I think mainframe is the like a game system. console? So where what is reboot? I don't I don't know. In this, that in is this my universe. that is my question. Like how do, was this was the cartoon like a documentary in this world? I don't know. Cuz like the cuz the new game's not called Reboot the Guardian Code. It's just called The, the Guardian, Guardian Code, Code, right? In universe. So is this an alternate reality? where this fucking guy is or is this a part of the already established reality i assume it's part of the already established reality because he plays against them in the game later okay but like they're already crossing the streams of reality with them going into cyberspace that's not reality that's all the same reality it's just it's just a different part of the same reality they all exist in one universe there's no multiverse in this i don't think so how does this fucking guy know about reboot like, well, was I, it a TV show? I think in this in this universe, it must have been some kind of game, right? I, because the mainframe that they video live games in, don't get like rides, though. Uh, sure, they do in this universe. Okay, because the characters that we know, Bob, Enzo, and Dot, live <laughs> in mainframe, and this man has access to mainframe. He's the user that we know from the first series, but I don't know how that interacts with the actual reboot characters he doesn't know who fong is or enzo but he has action figures of them on his wall yes and he immediately knows when mainframe turns on like he had a google alert set up or something like he's been waiting as if that's a thing that would ever happen he's been sitting in this apartment for 20 fucking years waiting for this game to come up so he can play alcatraz escape yeah that terrible game uh i remember that episode of reboot original recipe uh, Bob and Dot got were fighting in it, and they uh, they played Alcatraz Escape, and those guns that Bob has actually just shot out bubbles, so nobody got killed. But we'll get it into that. Uh, yeah, I'm just super just... bewildered by what this man is there's, and what he's doing. There's just one too many uh, things t- to make sense. <laughs> if any one of those uh, levels wasn't there, they would fit together better. There's one extra puzzle piece that doesn't... If they took all the shit out of this guy's apartment and he was just wearing the t-shirt, then I would be like, okay, so this guy is probably Austin's real dad. (laughs) The action figures on the wall is really what what messes it up. It's the word reboot in his apartment. Yeah, and and the statue of the weird TV guy. If if none of that crap was in there, or if maybe he just had the symbol up somewhere, it would it would be more coherent. Yes. But here I have no idea what the shit's happening. And there's not going to be an answer. No, there won't be. But anyway, he gets the Google alert and he signs in and he's super stoked about mainframe being turned back on. Yes. And he I mean Is he just a vintage gamer? 
No, because everything is He's just He's got stupid upside-down glasses. It's just reboot stuff. He just loves reboot That's stuff. so weird. <sighs> so, uh, Austin and Enigma, or uh, Tam Tam, fly over to Dot's diner. And Bob just flies by and you know in between them, and he yells at them to halt. And he holds out Glitch as though it's a blaster, because Glitch isn't a blaster. I don't think he can make anything lethal with it. I don't know. I'm like 90% sure. So he does his spiel from the first series uh, during the opening credits where he announces his his model and whatnot. And his his theme is to mend and defend. Um, and he's like, oh, you know, you guys look like bad guys. And they do. And they're like, well, we're Guardians too. And they point to their symbols, which is the, the diamond that's half yellow, half black. Like, oh, maybe you are. That was pretty much all it took. Yeah. I mean, he has the same logo. Uh, uh, Bob takes uh, uh, Tam Tam and Austin over to Dot's diner, and Dot comes out with Enzo and Frisket. Here's the thing. Enzo, at the end of the series, was a grown-ass man with a beard and stuff. And even if we're not using that version, this is Enzo 0.1. Somewhere in the in the run of the first show, he was Enzo 1.0. Like, he had a birthday or something. Yeah, but they... F- Maybe the reboot was like a factory reset, so he started over. All of those upgrades didn't happen to him yet, perhaps? Why would their memories stay? Because they recognize Megabyte and Hexadecimal, and each other for that matter. Like, Bob's not from this system. My biggest question is, Enzo's hat is not on straight, but the the logo is on directly over the center of his head. (laughs) That's really where my problem lies. They really should have consulted us before they they made this. Or like, or that guy, the guy that they based that character on. I'm sure that man exists somewhere. He's you. <laughs> He's Not really, me, but if it was a Star Wars instead of uh, <laughs> this weird Canadian television show from the middle '90s. Yeah, but the dog comes out and doesn't like growl at them or anything, which is strange. He also recognizes their logo. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Enzo yells alphanumeric as they get uh, introduced to the new guardians. Because that's a thing that happened in the old show. And uh, Parker shows up, and he's still salty about Trey going, having plans with Vera. And he's mumbling about it in his helmet. And hey, Vera can hear every word of that. <laughs> but whatever. It's fine, man. So they announce what they're doing there. They need to find Megabyte, and they call him Mega Breath Because that's the, the funny, funny joke this time. That actually sounds like the original show, too. Oh, me. it really does. I'm, I'm positive that they did. They very quickly find Megabyte flying in his stupid space chariots. Uh, Hexadecimal is looking. Uh, she's got her confused mask on as uh, Megabyte explains that there are new guardians and stuff. And there's a, a dogfight between the uh, the flying sentinels and, and the guardians. It's kind of lackluster, but whatevs. I mean, you know, the, this original show wasn't the pinnacle of action. <laughs> That's fair. Excitement. So Bob tries to appeal to Hexadecimal's sense of uh, common sense, I guess. Because he's like, Megabyte's definitely going to betray you. And she just says, yeah, the end, I guess. Uh, the other Guardians just, you know, cut their way through the, the swaths of uh, Sentinels, I guess they are. Yep. Meanwhile, Dot, Enzo, and Frisket just kind of sit there and watch. And I assumed that they were, like, a, a, a Sentinel slams into the ground beside them. And I assumed they were going to hop in there and help fight. But they, they do not do that. So we cut back to the real world, and fucking, I'm going to call him Gary. He didn't get a name. He's the user. His name's Gary. He looks like a Gary. So he pulls out this, like, lockbox, and he in it is a, a blanket, probably his security blanket, and 
a copy of Alcatraz Escape, and he just looks at it lovingly. Except it's called Starship Alcatraz. I think oh, is the it? level is called Alcatraz Escape oh, okay. or something. Yeah, so he loads up the game and he drops it into fucking mainframe. He's been waiting 20 years to play this game. Um, because apparently this nerd has no idea how computers and emulators work. <laughs> It's hard. Well, mainframe was turned off. How could he possibly do it? Also, what game is this? That, like, it's not like an like a MMRP thing. Like, it's it it doesn't seem to rely on having to be on the internet. It just seems like this is from '95. Why would you try to play a game <laughs> on the internet? Yeah, it's it doesn't seem like the internet is a key point. You're just like running out, running the bad guys. Well, as I understand it. This game is played in such a way where you take a thing from the computer and then the place is going to blow up in X amount of seconds and you have to run out, which does not in any way sound like a fun game. That sounds like a mobile app. Yeah. Not a game you would pay money for. And then after, if you do that, then you get to do, solve like a, like a puzzle with falling fruits <laughs> and then you get bonus lightnings and rubies. That's right. It, it's, it's real dumb. I don't know why this man was, had such a hard on to play this fucking game. I, I like this episode the best, but it has the most plot holes of any of them. <laughs> Ain't nothing makes sense. Before, it's just like, Austin's mom's getting fingered. What are we going to do? <laughs> Mostly talk about it. Yeah. So, uh, Hexadecimal's a, a little remorseful about leaving Mainframe because there's so many memories, but she doesn't, you know, actually put up a fight at all. Tam Tam didn't get stuck in the game like Parker, Austin, and Bob did. So she goes to stab Hexadecimal in the fucking face because Tammy's the only one who can take care of business. Uh, but Hexadecimal grabs her and then puts on her scary mask and punches her. And it's th- probably the first time any of them have been hit by anything. Uh, didn't something... Oh, no. Uh, the green one just ran out of juice because he kept shooting his gun. That's right. That's why he got sleepy. Austin got winged that one time because he bled. Oh, yeah, yeah. But this is the first time anybody's just been full on hit. And it's, it seems to be pretty inconsequential. Yeah. I mean, she fell down, but that was pretty much it. Enzo and Dot explain that you know they're trapped in a game and they have to win or they'll be nullified or whatever and tammy tries to break in but she can't and we cut uh inside where bob's explaining the rules and the user uh is playing with some fucking like it is boxy as hell there's like six polygons in these things it's a game that that server went offline 20 years ago so it's even older than that yeah that's fair uh so bob tells Austin and uh, Parker to reboot and get weapons and such that'll work in the game. And they try it, and for whatever reason, it doesn't work. And that would have been pretty neat to see, honestly. Yeah. But whatever. And then robot spiders show up, and the uh, the new style guardians, their weapons don't work great. I'm a little sad that Bob didn't get, like, a full, like, new costume. He just got, like, an eye yeah, patch. Yeah, I, I feel like he got a new gun. costume in the original re- episode. I was going to say original recipe, which isn't quite right. Uh, but he does get a big honking gun. Big 90s gun. Yeah. It's a cable-sized gun. His run, though, uh, Bob's run is, like, dead on for, like, early (laughs) 90s CGI. It is. It's hilarious. Tam Tam explains to Vera the situation that they're in. Uh, And the user, uh, like I said, Gary, is... He's been running this entire time. So Parker, Bob, and uh, Austin have just been standing around for a very long time. Yeah. They've wasted... There's no possible way that they could catch up. And they don't. But for some reason, Parker remembers this game. But he remembers that you, if you collect enough spider eyes 
stuff yeah. will happen. When you smash a spider, it's like Iris comes out and you can catch it. Yeah. Okay, here we're going to do some math, Sky. These are children. Yes. They are less than 20 years old. Yes. The server apparently has been offline for 20 years. Yes. Uh, this man is so obsessed with playing this game that he couldn't play anywhere else. How did Austin's dad tell them the secret if you couldn't play the game because the server was offline? Does he, he just understands emulators? Is that it? Or... <laughs> that very well could be it. I mean, I mean, Austin's dad invented going into the internet. I bet he rigged something up. I also guess he had access to I guess he did frame. blow himself up, though, so he's not yeah. great at it. But he, ha- I mean, the mainframe is in the secret room he built, so... Yeah, but I feel like if... Well, I suppose he could have moved it there later. Yeah. Just more more questions and answers in this episode. We never actually see the user, like, in the game. Well, we see him in, like, a screen, but we don't see the yeah. character. We see them them in, like, our main characters in the game look at a screen and see him for a second, and then we don't see anything else. Yeah. And then we cut. We do get a shot of real life user yelling, "I'm finally gonna win! I won't have wasted all this time in the basement." So this fucker really has just been sitting around waiting twenty years for this shitty game to come back online. And did he never won it before? No. The in the original series, they only lost like two games. Bob is very good. Yeah, he is. That's the whole thing. He's a guardian. So some Bob manifests a second gun at some point. And he's just shooting spiders, and uh, Austin and Parker have collected almost enough egg, or not eggs, eyes, and they're plugging them into the fucking keyboard. Nobody noticed the, you know, hemisphere-shaped slots. The 15 holes, or whatever it is. It's not 15, but... It's like nine. They collect all of the eyes that they need. Not only does it seem easy to get them, they seem to float towards you you after you kill them. Uh, so they plug them all in. Uh, the user celebrates because he thinks that he won, and then it announces game over. Uh, I really want to pause it in the user's room there and <laughs> look at all the action figures on the wall. He's got a poster of Bob. Because I, I think that one, it is just a plain poster of Bob, huh? Yeah, he's holding a sign or something. but I think that one is just like a, I think it's hack or slash, the red one, whatever the red one was. I couldn't tell you. I think there's an action figure of that, and I don't understand... Yeah, so, well... <laughs> I'm sorry, we won't get back into that. We, we cut back to Dot's Diner, uh, and Parker explains how he knew a cheat code. If you gather enough eyes, you can plug it in, and it fucks up the whole thing. And then Bob and Dot smooch. Uh, they also teach Enzo how to give knocks. They do. Um, oh, by the way, Trey never showed up to help. Nope. He's on a school bus on his way back from a basketball game right now. <laughs> yep. Can't get sucked in the Matrix if you don't have the Stargate. That's true. And then Bob tells them to stay frosty, which is a phrase that I am going to adopt every day. <laughs> I feel like it came up a lot in the original series. Yeah, well, Sky, I'm going to need you to stay frosty. I'll try. So they, they leave the internet, and they gather at uh, Austin's house for pizza and pop. Are those pizzas too small, or is it just yeah. me? Okay. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a pizza for maybe two people, not five. The, I, they, I mean, they have more than one. Oh, do Which they? is better. I only saw the but, one. Um, like, when he picks up the piece, it looks fine. But when it's a whole pizza, it just seems upsettingly small. <laughs> but uh, but everybody's there. And Tam Tam feels bad about letting Hexadecimal get away. It's like, well, you didn't let her get away. You tried to stab her in the fucking face. She just punched you out. And that's yeah. that's not necessarily on you. You just didn't know what you were up against. Yeah, it's almost like your fourth member of your team should have been there. Yeah. But he had a... 
some other thing to do that day. The actor, I mean. But yeah, have we seen Vera eat? Because she is not eating pizza. Uh, I don't think we have. Because I think we We've seen her it would be cook. like a, an axe situation, but... <laughs> so, uh, Austin asks Parker how he knew the bit about the spider eyes, and Parker is like, well, your dad taught us? Yeah, remember your exploded dad? <laughs> Austin does not recall that in the slightest. I mean, he has a lot more dad memories to look through than Parker. Parker wasn't always around for Austin's dad teaching stuff. You I know? guess that's fair. And then... Um, Vera and Trey go off to do whatever it is they're going to do. And Parker gets all grabby about it. <laughs> grabby. And he's like, what are you guys doing? And he's like, and you know what? She, I don't, I don't want to know. And then she goes to tell, she's just gonna, she's gonna, like you said, it's probably tutoring or something. Cause that, something super innocuous. I bet he's still not great at code. And Vera's still a robot. Yeah. Who's probably very good at code. Uh, it's almost your birthday, Parker. We're going to buy you a birthday present, you dipshit. <laughs> Also, meanwhile... Or maybe a, she just wants to learn how to basketball. There's a real girl in the room yeah. instead of the damn robot girl <laughs> who may or may not be real. There's a lot of moral implications on whether she can consent properly. <laughs> we don't know. Well, I mean, they're all underage, so none of them can legally consent. But, I, you know, I know what you mean. And then Austin comes up. Even though Tammy said it earlier, Austin's like, why are you sad, Tammy? She's like, because I fucked up. And then again, they're like, we'll figure it out. It's fine. Yeah. We, we've lost a lot in this. Yeah. If we... If we beat them, then we don't get to go back in the internet. <laughs> That's right. But then uh, Tammy reveals that she finds hexadecimal very scary, which is... As we all do. Which is... A, yeah, that that is a logical and rational response to like, her. She's Mega, terrifying. Megabyte is cartoonishly evil and fun. Yes. But she is kind of just frightening. She, uh, yeah. I remember being like put off by how scary she was in the original one. Yeah. She is terrifying. I feel like she has like Lady Deathstrike claws also. I think that's true. I might be. I know Megabyte did, so she may not. Because why would you have two? But she does have those, you know, nasty her claws. Yeah, her regular fingers are pretty claw-like. So anyway, um, Megabyte elects a new Alpha Sentinel because the other one died super duper easily. Do we see it die? Or yeah, it, it was on the die? boat that exploded. Oh, okay. Uh, and then he sits on a throne. And he's like, "We're gonna rule cyberspace." And then they both laugh and cackle, and where's she heck, has terrifying. <laughs> I don't know. She's probably going to move Megabyte out of there. And that's that's it. So, th like, there's no sorcerer in this episode. Nope. Uh, not even... I don't even think a mention of the sorcerer. Nope. Well, Megabyte doesn't like him. Why would he mention him? That's true. I just don't... And he says uh, his, his plan is to rule cyberspace. So, like, he's got this whole side mission now, I guess. Is that not the sorcerer's mission? I don't know what... we. We've established we don't know what the sorcerer's mission is. Yeah, that's fair. So maybe. <laughs> it seems to just be to sow the seeds of chaos. Guess he's good at it. Yeah. So that's season one of Reboot the Guardian Code, Sky. It sure was. How you feeling? We're halfway to... I'm full of so many questions and confusion. Yeah, but I don't... I'm not, like, mad, because I, well, I know there's more, at yeah. least. If this is how it ended, that would be the stupidest be cliffhanger really ever. Because yeah. Trey, the blue one, wasn't in it at all. <laughs> it was such a weird way to end your thing to, ha you know, box out the black kid. That's not yeah. a great look for your final episode. Do you think by the time we get to the end of season two, season three will be announced? Maybe. Maybe announced, but probably not out yet. What do we do then? Do we I, come back later? I don't know, man. I'm definitely gonna have to watch it on my own if we don't. <laughs> I think you'll forget. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, boy. Every time we watch this, I'm like, maybe I should go back and watch the original one. That's not going to happen. You should, though. I should 
just go pick. It an gets episode. so weird. Who's got the time? Me. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I guess I'm feeling okay. Just like physically. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, there's there's so much going on and nothing nothing was explained. Yeah, we got ten more episodes to figure out life. <laughs> God, I hope they tell us what Vera is. We need to know what Vera is. We need to know what the sorcerer's plan is. We need to know more about Austin's dad. What uh, fucking Austin's mom's boyfriend's deal was. <laughs> yeah, there's so many loose ends. It's just one big loose end. So, what was the most terrific part, Jake? Uh, you know it's that that man's basement. <laughs> that man's reboot basement. The apartment. infuriating basement. It's I'm. I do think it's an apartment, but I also think it's a basement apartment on top of that. Cause well, he did say I didn't waste all my time in this basement. Oh, maybe that's what I thought. But also there's that support beam in the middle of it that's clearly holding up the rest of the building. <laughs> what, uh, what about you? I think that it's turtle-rific that we were able to record this episode because I dropped, <laughs> or the computer fell off the the table and smushed the uh, the cord. Sky, Sky had the computer on the tiniest portion of the table. <laughs> yeah, it fell down. Whoops. And uh, it fucked up our cord, but it seems to be working. I mean, I, I see levels. I'll, I'll know the quality later. Yeah, if you guys can't hear this, it's because... Wait. I'm just yelling in the dark. <laughs> uh, also, Turtlerific. Uh, I mean, it was neat to see Hexadecimal. Yeah, and, and everyone, really. Yeah, uh, yeah, the whole crew. I mean, Dot and Enzo didn't do anything, which kind of sucks. But they were sucks. there, and it brought up some feels. <laughs> Indeed. Because... I, uh, Dot's not one to let the men do the work. She's very so progressive. Was, yeah. With her. I think I mentioned it before, how the network deemed her too sexy. So she had a redesign. I, I think you did, yeah. I think she was excited to see a girl guardian, which is cool. Uh, well, who was the most likable or effective character? Again, the user <laughs> in the basement. Gary. I really liked him. <laughs> he, he filled me with angry questions. He... He... Was a lot of what you would think a stereotype was for nerds, but I think now he would be a lot cooler. <laughs> I mean, like he definitely seems like they wrote this from like a, like an older man, sort of. I don't know. I feel like he could function better than they portrayed him in the real world nowadays. <laughs> I see. Like people who used to be like fucking nerds live in basements. I don't, is that a thing now? Like, I don't know. It was a nerd, nice basement. Yeah, that is true. He probably makes a lot of money. Um, just all the things are nerd things now. Yeah. I don't know. Nerds run shit. Yeah. I'm going to give it to either Hexadecimal or Bob. Hexadecimal was good. I mean, she didn't do anything. Well, she was effectively terrifying, and she was the one to be the first one to punch a guardian. That's true. I would also like to point out that I think I say Hexadecimal, which you is do. wrong. It is. And I know that, and I can't stop it. <laughs> it's Hexadecimal. It is. But it doesn't feel right on my tongue. <laughs> I I'm aware of the problem, everyone, and that's uh -huh. the first step. <laughs> Sorry, Scott. The second step cool. is speech therapy. Yeah, and I don't have that kind of money. You also say kept instead of kept. Yeah, that's a that's a thing that we've argued this before. Yes. And it, they're both correct. No, they're not. Yes, they are. One's a word and one is not. One, they're both words. No, one is a thing you made up. One is a word. Just go on. <laughs> uh, what was your pop culture palate cleanse? I, fuck you, that's what. <laughs> It's not my fault you're wrong. <sighs> well, yesterday was a snow day, so I didn't have to do anything, which is great. So we spent all day watching The Mindy Project and Solo, a Star Wars <laughs> story, which was wonderful. The day or the show and movie? Or both? All of it. Okay. Uh, I don't think I've seen much else. 
I read the play uh, Puffs uh, or Seven Years at a Certain School of Magic and Magic, which is oh. probably, if I get the rights to it, the play we're going to do this year. So that'll be fun. That's right. It's, uh, it's the I know a guy Potter. who can make wands. I, and I might have to employ, or employ you. <laughs> I could at least come in and show them how to do it themselves. Um, but that uh, it's just it's a play about the Seven Years Harry Potter's at Hogwarts uh, from the Hufflepuff's point of view. Ah. It's pretty fun. Uh, how about you, Sky? Uh, well, I watched... Uh, bloody hell, what was it? Oh, uh, The Magician Season 3 was pretty good. Um, a lot of people compare it to Harry Potter, and I disagree, but only because like Harry Potter started out whimsical and became dark. This one started dark and kept, you know, just stayed there. Like, Season 1 ends with a pretty gruesome uh, sexual assault. What is this called again? The Magicians. Is that on? What is that on? Netflix. Oh. It's on Sci-Fi. Oh, okay. But it's uh, on. I watched it on Netflix. But it's it's a good show. Um, what else? Uh, I watched uh, the Happy Time Murders. How is that? Oh, uh, it's good. I don't. I'm not a big fan of Melissa McCarthy. Uh, but the movie's not about her like I thought it was going to be. It's about uh, the a puppet. Whose name I don't remember. I love puppets, but I heard not great things about that, and it's, it just seemed lewd for the sake of being lewd. Most yes, of it very much is. But it was also pretty funny. Hmm. I won't watch it. <laughs> Let's face it. I'm gonna watch Solo again. It's true. <laughs> you know what you like. Yep. And it's two things. Yep. Uh, and I'm currently watching the uh, series of unfortunate events, season three. This is the the final season. It's very good. I rather enjoy uh, Neil Patrick Harris as Count Olaf. I was told I should watch that, but I probably won't also. <laughs> that's probably very true. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much all I've been up to. It's been kind of a long week. It's not going to end anytime soon. I mean, technically, it's ended. It's Sunday. You're ended. We, could, we start over tomorrow. <laughs> then that Indeed. one can be really long. <laughs> or continue to be really long. Whatever. But then the next week is Martin Luther King Day, so technically that week is shorter. Well, not for me. I still have to work. I don't. <laughs> it's wonderful. It sounds wonderful. It's going to be. So uh, that will probably do it for this week. Probably. We will uh, see you guys next week with a uh, continuation of this series and hopefully... <laughs> Season 2, Episode 1. Maybe we will get some answers to any of the questions. We will not. It's called Network Interference. And it starts, it opens up with Trey and Vera in the mid of coitus. I hope so. <laughs> that will probably not be the case, as they are both playing underage children. Well, one is playing an underage child, and one is a robot that we don't know about. That we have nothing we, but questions we about. We cannot describe in, a, in any kind of way. Anyway, uh, we'll see you guys next week. You can follow the show at Failed Pop Culture with no E at the end on Twitter. You can email the show at popculturefailure at gmail.com. You can follow me. I am at Sandwich Surplus. I'm at Midwest Love Affair. I'm also uh, going to be on the CKT cast. Uh, we're playing a game of masks, and my character has superpowers that makes him into a paper person. It's pretty fun. You should listen to that. Do it for me. Can you? Just like for me? That'd be great. Um, but yeah, that'll do it for this week. Thank you guys very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Uh, stay frosty, everyone. <laughs> there we go. We found our grab that joke. We sure did.